0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at Mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full turns at mintmobile.com.
1: The Square Ball Podcast. Hello there. Welcome to the show. It's brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors. 10% discount on your legal fees. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Down here with Michael and with Rob. Another crazy week in the life of Leeds United. It's, got it's only to the, Tuesday. I know plenty that can happen, isn't there? Do the thing about Levi's. You can get um, money off, can't you? You can. 15% on Will's Probate and Conveyancing if you just check out the Philheim Monday <laughs> Club. It's my bit. Do it then. Will's Probate and Conveyancing. I thought you might want to talk about employment law today. That was oh, all. Well,
2: some people may need to, yes. Um, or some people have been sacked quite rightly is another so, way of
1: looking at it so we've had a bit of a conf lab here and given the speed at which stuff is changing at Ellen Road and the amount of change that's happening we're going to try and break this down into manageable chunks I think so we'll start with manager chat today maybe get onto auto chat um, as a separate little thing mm. for, for tomorrow perhaps. and
2: propaganda has sort of fallen by the wayside because stuff has overtaken it but there are some amusing clips of Spurs fans being upset so if you want that that'll be over on TSP Plus Extra Ball feed Yeah, it'll be it'll be in there where Propaganda Extra is it'll just be a slightly bigger version of that this week
1: yeah so let's start with the managerial change first and foremost and the headline news is Big <laughs> Sam which Michael you're snorting down the microphone um, do, do we need to cover off Javi's departure first of all because it almost feels like an irrelevance now doesn't it the whole thing nah, sounds Javi d- yeah I feel really bad for him at least I've waited until after his birthday I guess
3: Blessings. Yeah, but
2: he, wasn't it his birthday yesterday? Yeah. So he spent his whole birthday waiting to be sacked. And then just before bed, he'll have put Twitter on like all of us mm. and gone, well, Sam Allardyce is getting my job. I mean... Happy birthday, have you? Yeah, I feel
3: like none of this is his fault, really. But once it gets to the point where there are stories on Twitter all day going, yeah, they're still considering whether they're going to sack him, you think the kindest thing to do is probably to sack him.
2: Yeah, and I mean, it worked for a bit, didn't it? But did any of us think he was keeping us up? Not by the end, no, no, not not, not by by our
3: own virtue, but mm. perhaps there were going to be three teams worse. But I'd, it's a strange one have have because I just think he came in. We appointed him because it was right. We don't want to be playing this chaos mess under Marsh. He'll come in and calm things down, and we'll be a bit more conservative. Came in, he did that. It worked for a bit. All the players are going, "Oh yeah, we like this guy." He's like, and there some very pointed quotes that basically he's doing what. Not, he's not doing what Jesse was doing and we're playing with width and we like that. This is the football we like to play. And then they conceded a set piece against Palace and <laughs> they've just completely shut the bed for the players. And I I just think they're not getting out of it lightly because they're getting low dogs abuse, but what are they playing at really? <laughs> the players, It's just pathetic. It's like, what do you actually are, want here?
1: There are reports as well that they've gone to the board and I'm, I'm completely unsub- unsubstantiated, we should say, and said, nah, this, this ain't the guy, which... It's possibly a slightly alarming Which is kind of the thing tale itself. the board was spinning after
2: Bielsa left, saying that like, the players have, were saying, oh, we're, we're too tired, too much murder ball. And then when Marsh was there, the players were saying, oh, we don't really like this. Then they are grassy for a couple of months. They're so like, nah, not this either. What, have, they become what, go-
1: have they become Goldilocks here? What do
3: you want? Yeah. <laughs> and, and the things we're criticising them for is, you know, we're not criticising these players for not getting the ball and beating 10 players and sticking the ball in the top corner. It's like... Bamford, can you just put the ball in from a yard out when it's an open goal?
1: Maybe, maybe track runners from midfield when yeah. they're going to go through and score, things like that.
3: Rasmus Christensen, can you just look where the player you're meant to be marking is? Merrier, mm. can you just not flap it across?
1: Maybe try punch it or catch it? Brendan Aronson, can you just stand up? Yeah. But it is interesting how the responsibility for this kind of has, it's fallen up. It's gone uphill, hasn't it, this time? And like I said, we'll get onto to water kind of a little bit later on and, and tomorrow. Javi's a funny one, isn't he? I kind of, I saw him, I saw his calm demeanour and I thought... He's got this. He can. He knows. He knows what he's doing. He's got the measure of this. He's not phased by the by the club. And actually, the club has ended up just swallowing him whole. I, I misread him. I think.
2: Well, I think we all wanted to change from Marsh, didn't we? And Harvey seemed it like he seemed like a sensible ish
1: kind of move. Well, let's face it, it was the antidote to Marsh in many ways, wasn't it? Who said so much, mm. and Harvey said nothing. So you kind of go, ah, oh, that's that's a welcome relief. It's just well and truly got away from him, though, hasn't it? In the past, yeah. in the last few weeks, and to the point where you think he's not,
2: he's not pulling this back. No, there's, there's absolutely no chance he's getting this back after what has, has gone on for since the since that goal against Palace. When it's been, a,
3: <laughs> what did change?
2: Just a disaster. Goal? I mean, depend. The, everyone will be aware of the reports of it. I've still not heard a report from anyone who I consider to be like completely credible with a cast iron version of events a lot of people said oh yeah something happened but it varies from you know
1: talking about the rumoured fallout here yeah, you
2: know, the, yeah it varies from McKenny and Rocker having an argument to a punch up involving Luke Aylin and all hell breaking loose and God knows what where the truth is I've, I actually have no idea
1: but it seems something it, happened it's plausible isn't it is what you can say based on the evidence of your eyes mm. and a team that seems to have just become dysfunctional overnight completely dysfunctional at that I feel like a Nice big fight is probably what they need. <laughs> That'd be mm, like yeah. the best
2: things at the minute. They just look spineless. Maybe that's Big Sam's first step, shirtless, <laughs> shirtless, offering them all out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Harvey uh, he's going to be a, a, a weird and interesting footnote, isn't he, in the in the history of Leeds? In that, was he been there for seven weeks, eight weeks, a couple of months? Yeah, it was not a bad tenure at some points in Leeds United's history, wasn't that?
3: I mean, we've had a few of these, haven't we? We were just chatting. Was it longer than Hockaday? we're not actually sure but then we were getting confused mm. with Milinic and then yeah,
1: Rosler as well
3: mm.
2: obviously didn't have very long did he So it all
1: feels quite sort of vaguely familiar yet a million miles away
2: no it feels close <laughs>
1: <laughs> I remember this well we did have a funny uh, exchange in the office just before we came on air where we were saying that what if Big Sam doesn't work do they roll the dice again for the final game of the season get Scoobs back come on he's going to be the only one left by the end of it I think Scoobs knows the
2: club doesn't he when you bring it <laughs> back because he's, he's never left so he knows it
1: Oh, Richard, Richard Keys is going to be absolutely made up at Big Sam getting this gig for football. I mean we only have, we only have to sort of endure it at Ellen Road for for two games and, and four overall. It's it's four weeks, isn't it? It's a month, it's that's it. It's or done, is it? it's done and dusted. We yeah. don't
2: in fairness this hasn't, Michael at the point of Yes it is at the point of it. recording, we haven't had any details yet. What if it's an eighteen month contract? it's not how do you know? It's not I mean, it's not Michael. He managed England for one game, so we mm. might not even get four yeah this is this is an
1: extended stint if it is for what you would you have taken it if it wasn't if it wasn't some promise of a, of a longer term job I think there's a promise of a massive payoff mm. i think like of a big bonus you'd you do this like in, a,
2: yeah. a, a West Brom when he took that, which was his last job that was an eighteen month contract with a break clause upon relegation He's he's basically been working for Talkspot since then,
3: so I imagine mm. if you just got sam. Do you want a pile of money to do four weeks' where He's gone. Yeah, <laughs> we'll give
1: you. We'll give you a million pounds if you keep us in the Premier League. He's not just done that. He's done a podcast called No Tippy Tappy Football. Right? Is he actually, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I didn't know that well. What does that
2: suggest? Uh, I think it's a uh,
1: an indication of what we're going to get, isn't it? Yeah, I ended up watching. There's a Tifo video on uh, on YouTube of the. It's the Sam Allardyce relegation blueprint. It was avoiding relegation blueprint. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well, the irony is, it was recorded just after he'd gone into West Brom, right. and before he got relegated with him, because up to that point he'd never been relegated. But he'd saved four teams prior to that. Mm. He'd been brought in on you know short-term deals to do so, and it, and it lays out his seven-point blueprint. And I watched it and I thought, okay, maybe it's going to be ugly. Maybe it's going to be pragmatic. Is there some sense in it? It's it's so mad. We've descended back into the madness so much that maybe, maybe, maybe it works. Maybe it absolutely falls apart and we plummet out of this division in the worst way possible. Maybe we finish bottom. Who who knows? Or maybe just maybe somehow we, we claw out a, a win or a, a couple of draws or whatever it is that keeps us up. It's mad, isn't it? Can you see any sense in it? I mean,
2: I suppose there's some sense in it insofar as. It's not the same thing. We all thought we were going down. And I think the players looked like they were going down and happy to do so under Javi. So. It, insofar as well you can change something you can't change the players at this point in the season can you no beyond you know doing the play the kids trick which feels risky given they've um, they've not even managed to win the, the second division for the under 23s it feels like a high risk to go all right well all of those people can play instead so you can't change the players so you change the manager and I the things with this it would have made more sense in a way if this was the if this was the appointment when we got Gracia in the first place. But I think they probably... Why
1: Why did you say that? Well, because... Because it was that firefighting time.
2: Yeah, and they appointed Gracia to be sensible and to be conservative and to probably get us enough points to stay up. But I think there's probably was a feeling that Allardyce was, wouldn't be accepted by the fans, was expensive, and is a bit too obvious. And we'll come on to Victor Alta. But Victor Alta doesn't like an obvious appointment, does he? Whereas this feels like Kinnear pressing the the nuclear button that he's had in his office ever since he's been at Leeds, where he can go. I've got Big Sam's number. Do you want me to press it? And they've gone. We have not got anything. We don't got do anything else, have we?
1: Yeah, bring yeah. him, bring him. I suppose. I mean, because you don't have the football expertise of of the Forty ers there in the background. too. let's not forget, they are party to this because they're forty four percent shareholders. And if, as has been reported, is going, it kind of it narrows the field somewhat to. uh to Kinnear and Radrazani, and them signing an office, and Radrazani saying, "Well, who do you know?" I must admit, I don't.
3: I don't really care if it works now. Like just the thought of them lot watching it all crumble around them, that is giving me a bit of joy. And I've always been quite, oh, I really don't want to get relegated and go back to the championship. But then watching the game against Bournemouth, if I was a bit like, "Well, Cody Dramat at right back, Charlie mm.
1: Cresswell might be all right." You know, Joe Gelat up front. There's not, there's not a lot. It doesn't feel like you're losing a lot if you go down because I think, as you saw, you know the video in the hotel in Bournemouth, which obviously we, you know, is a completely separate issue in itself. That became very much like the embodiment of the relationship between the fans and the players, and the fact that that relationship has fundamentally broken down. We know the truth is slightly more complex than mm-hmm. was shown in that video, but what it became was because if you think about it, like that hotel lobby. Is where privilege meets sacrifice and the footballers are the privileged ones, they get paid tens of thousands of pounds every week, they're millionaires um, and they meet the people who make sacrifices to go watch them, who spend a lot of their income, a far greater proportion of their income to go do that. And part of the bargain is, when you are a footballer in our shirt you recognise that sacrifice and that's all you have to do, it doesn't have to be much it just has to be an acknowledgement that that sacrifice exists. And what you saw in that hotel lobby was the opposite of that happening it was the heads down faces in the phones headphones on straight through and I think it's kind of that that contract that unwritten contract between players and fans has broken down and that was kind of the the prism through which everything everything was passed and it feels like if you are to go down what are we losing really yeah watching the game on Sunday there was a few people
3: going like oh well if we we go down we're going to have to sell some players and then the rest of us were like yeah I mean are you, are you asked if any of these leave particularly? I know there's a few people we like in there and it's not to say they're all useless and won't, you know, improve maybe. But you just think if any of them left, you'd be like, Okay, we'll just get new ones. <laughs> That's mm. sort of how
2: it goes, isn't it? I, I see I'm I'm in two minds in it. I completely see where you're coming from, but equally I think if there's a chance of salvaging anything, and I don't get me wrong, I don't think we're gonna get many points this year. I think there's a chance we get three more from West Ham or Spurs, I guess just because neither of them are particularly good. And that might be enough to keep us up. I don't think we're staying up on 36 points or anything. Mm. But given the state of it down there, I think there's a chance we stay up. And giving yourself a chance to stay up means you do have an option to rebuild and you're not a distressed seller on things. Like last summer, I know obviously, yes, this is where the argument breaks down, I suppose, because you think, well, what did it get us? Last year, if we go down, Rafinha goes for 25 million or whatever it was, it was in his in his um, relegation clause. Calvin probably goes for less and you don't have Rasmus Christensen
1: or... Um, actually no <laughs> well, that, well that's, no, but, you're, but you're right and it no, is, you're it, fucking it, right i sorry back, it does bring us back to the point of we might as well have gone down f- with Bielsa you can you,
2: but I suppose you stay up and you have the option of not wasting all of your money
1: yeah well that's the second part of the discussion yeah. isn't which is Victor Auto which we which we will which we'll come onto but yeah but based on the evidence of what has happened we might as well have stuck with Bielsa at least it would have mm. been more attractive and going down this year just the thought of rads not
3: getting his money that massively pleases me mm. like last last season there was that sense of Team was still seemed to have some team spirit to it. There was the crowd was still just incredibly supportive, you know, like to the extent of going 4 0 down to Man City and just completely singing over it. And it there was that feeling of we can't let this journey under Bielsa end in relegation, mm-hmm. whether he's here or not. Whereas this year you just think, oh, fuck
2: yeah. mm, it, like, whatever. Yeah, that is a difference. This the resignation the relegation last year I think would have belonged at least in part to Bielsa. This is entirely Victor Alter, Jesse Marsh, Angus Kinnear, Raj Rizani, whoever you want to lump in with it. Anyone else who was involved in the football team in the last year, it's them. And it's not it's not Bielsa anymore. And likewise on the team, I know there are some of the championship favourites there, but you won't
3: be looking at it going, I blame Luke Hayland for getting relegated. Mm-hmm. I'll be looking at it going, Kristensen, Mark Rocker,
1: Weston McKenney, these are the players I associate I, with. I mean, it's completely unfair team. as well, isn't it? Because they are all responsible in part. But- yeah. But it's it's what we go back, uh, we've said before, we go back to the point of credit in the bank and who has, who has banked credit for us by doing good things for us in the past mm. and they're the ones. Which is completely unfair and it's biased, but you know, that's football. Yeah, eh? that's why I'm a
3: football fan. We're, we're not
1: supposed to be fair and even-handed <laughs> and open-minded, are we? And it's not completely unfair, is it? Because
2: you like people for a reason mm. and people earn it and have earned it over the, a number of years. Whereas, you know, you see... USMNT accounts defending Western McKenney saying, "Well, it's not his fault. He's not playing well. He just doesn't want to be there." And you go, "Yeah, we can, we can fucking tell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it shows." So yes, if he gets, if he gets some stick, maybe he deserves it straight away at this point. And particularly given the, you know, the fact you can see, all right, well, Liam Cooper was a couple of hundred grand. Western McKenney's a thirty-five million pound footballer being paid. I don't know. He'll be on a hundred grand a week only. I would think it's fine to expect more of these people.
0: J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: I wonder what Big Sam's going to expect of him. Is it going to be a culture shock or are they going to respond well to something being simplified? And and you imagine maybe that's part of his messaging when he goes in there and says, look, it's a, it's a four-game season now. Um, four cup finals? No, no, four-game season. Let's not talk about cup finals because they're bad. But it's a four-game season. We just need to simplify things, scrap our way out of this, and then everybody gets to reset again in the summer. And I think it's got to be part of the messaging, hasn't it? Like, ch- you know, changing the voice in there. And I think simplifying it is probably a a good idea at this stage because they've had so many different messages over the course of the last 14, 15 months, you know, the churn of coaches and all that kind of thing, that if somebody can simplify it, and that that TIFO video that I saw seems to suggest that is what kind of Allardyce's anti-relegation blueprint is all about, seven basic concepts, which I, I won't run through them all here, A, because I can't remember them, and B, because it's seven of them. But it is, it's just like, it's play the first pass forwards, win second balls... It's you know, not actually, I, I saw the still of that
2: video, it's not actually a different to Jesse Marsh. It was what struck me from looking yeah, at that. Yeah. I know if people know Sam Allardyce, so they've, everyone goes, fucking hell, Sam Allardyce. And I'm, not, I'm, I'm one of those pe- people, to be clear. I do include myself in it. But just because Jesse Marsh was Red Bull and he was new and people had not seen his teams before, generally speaking, you're sort of more willing to give it a chance, plus we were told this is a, a natural progression. The pressing was there, but other than that, it was win second balls I, mean, I was going to say we saw Jesse Marsh's
3: seven key principles or whatever it was stuck mm-hmm. on that ball yeah. in Thor Park actually, didn't I? it's not a great deal of difference and likewise Javi Gratia came in and his thing was oh I'm going to simplify it we're going to kind of sit off and not press all over we'll play a bit deeper and it won't be as chaotic and it it's not really worked I'm you know I'm I'm not a big fan of this appointment but I am kind of amused by the thought of Allardyce arriving at Thor Park looking at these players and wondering, what the fuck am I going to do with these? And likewise, the players looking at Allardyce and going, what the fuck's going on? Like, mm. I just want to see the meeting of Allardyce and Aronson. I just, I'm
2: <laughs> just, what are they both going to make of each other? It's yeah. hard to know what he sees in the squad because surely, surely there will have been talks the, where oppi- said, the opportunity to earn lots of money by doing a very short term job. But there must have been talks where they've gone,
1: well, what are you going to do with this lot? Talk us through your process of avoiding relegation. Do you yeah. really think that's happened? I or do you or do you think there's been a phone call? Can you come mm. and sort this shit out? Mm. Yeah, it's probably about it. Yeah, Yeah. I think sometimes we overestimate the complexity of what goes on behind the scenes in football. Mm. Um, you know. well, well, no, you, you're wrong because Victor Alda spoke to Jesse Marsh for
2: two years and reached the conclusion it'd be a good idea. Yeah. So maybe maybe making a, maybe just ringing the <laughs> the first person in your phone book's the best way. I don't know.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's a guy who needs to. I think first and foremost get them up for it. So if you can do that, that's a start. And I know, I mean, I'm, I'm again, I'm sort of indulging in the the bargaining stage of grief here. Mm. But I'm just, I'm trying to find something to make this make sense and see a way out of it. Whereas what happened with Harvey at Bournemouth, I didn't see a way out of it. But now I do, even if it is the worst kind of straw clutching imaginable. That's that's the all I can take from it is that he simplifies it, he gets them up for it we execute a game plan that may or may not work it only has to work to a certain extent probably given how bad everybody else is down there yeah I th- I'm I'm just fully at the stage
3: of well, if I don't laugh about it I'll cry so I'll mm. just
1: think it's really funny and the good
3: news is it'll all be over soon and we'll get to the summer and regardless of what happens you would think there is going to be some big changes at the club which are massively needed so well we're already
1: seeing them aren't yeah. we yeah so yeah. fuck it see you in four weeks basically mm. Yeah, I mean I think what it does do is it 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 takes the heat out of it again, doesn't it? It's it's the one final Hail Mary that they've probably got left. We thought I think, we'd already had that. Phil said this on the um on the show yesterday. The Phil Hay Monday Club. In your feed now. You're just saying like, what else is there left to do? You can either not roll the dice and you can see which way this one's going, or you do roll the dice and try something else. And we've got it's it's your, it's your red or black in the casino, isn't it? We still don't know whether the roulette wheel's gonna land but you give yourself a shot I suppose Mm.
2: it it feels more like to continue the roulette analogy it feels more like we need 20 quid for the taxi and we've got about two quid so we're going well could keep two quid or we need to try and keep playing this until we turn it into that if not we're walking home anyway (laughs) with pissed trousers
1: (laughs) and vomit down our front so yeah it it ain't going to be pretty is it but I mean it will please those people at Ellen Road who uh, you always hear them around you don't you going get rid (laughs) I was it earlier, so We're going to be seeing some getting rid of. My dad can be a bit like that when they sort
3: of try to play out from the back. He's like, "Oh, I hate this! I hate this!" But then they'll lump it up to Bamford who lose them to the ball, and he goes, "Well, what's he going to do with it? He's rubbish." <laughs> and you
1: think, well, this is
3: the thing, Dad. This is why they try and sort of pass the ball.
1: But <laughs> well, one of know. one of Big Sam's uh, seven point mantras is to not lose the ball in your own half, which we have been guilty of quite a bit when trying to play out from the back, you know, and not basically succumbing to um, like counter pressing things like that. So you might see. Hopefully, less of that. It's not. It's not going to be pretty, but it's. This is the trade-off, isn't it? It's, it's style versus pragmatism. I, I do sort of think. Well, our midfield is
3: absolutely pathetic, and we've basically been playing without one. So let's just get a manager who completely bypasses it anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I don't really see what's in that squad that is going to be suited to what he does. Mm. Or maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe Bamford turns into that bullying centre forward he was for a season, well, where he's kind of up for it. But I'd urge you
1: honestly watch watch the TIFO video and and see what you make of it because what they break down is that there is a, obviously traditionally with Big Sam you would assume it's a, it's a big house centre forward. We don't have that so much as we've got Bamford mm. who could probably fulfil the role of holding it up and trying to get the flick-ons and stuff like that but it is part, part of the mantra is second ball so even if Bamford's not winning it, he's up there causing trouble and occupying defenders and you look for one centre half who can pass it, usually long, which I don't think they're afraid to do and that, and that That big pass normally goes up to the centre forward, or you put it into the channel, or you hit the winger on the opposite side. So one of three is what TFO is seemingly saying, and then somebody in midfield who can do that same thing, which you would assume is Rocker, which Mm. perhaps then gives McKenny license to go try and get the second balls and all that. I don't know. I'm just trying. I'm trying to fit the pieces to the to the evidence. You know. Yeah, McKenny getting second balls concerns me. And quality in the final third. Given, that, his, given his lack of um, mobility. Quality in the final third, that's what we're after. Maybe that's where he comes in. Because he he's, he's a tidy little passer when he wants to be. Who, McKenney? Yeah, it just doesn't yeah. seem like he wants to be very often. Yeah, can be.
2: Why is he tidy? I don't know. I don't <laughs> feel like we've seen anything of him particularly. He's done, he did a few good tackles in early games. But that was with Adams, I think. We've missed, was... we've, got, we've missed Tyler Adams, haven't we? Yeah, massively so. I think you could make an argument for him, his injury being the thing that relegates us. Mm. But, <laughs> um, uh, it's one of about a fucking million things isn't it well other other the as- whole shit show.
1: other aspects of the seven point plan are that it does set up Allardyce like the so that you defend a little bit narrower not in the kind of the miles off the the fullback but you basically you, the the two center backs are closer together to not allow a massive gap between them um mm. which is perhaps different to what we've seen in in recent times um and the fullbacks don't push up unless the the winger on their side is going up and so you don't get exposed you know by defenders being forced to shuffle across mm. while one bombs forward. What else was there? Inverted wingers as well, um, which is what he likes to do, which is what we've seen a lot of. So you might see more Nanto on the left, Jackie on the right. But they're then kind of going and trying to get these these second balls and execute the quality in the final third. So there are there's, there's probably enough there where you can imagine what we have at our disposal fitting into the game plan. Whether it's going to be effective is what well, we don't know, do we? It's absolute headfuck stuff for the players as well, though, isn't it? I mean, mm. yet another
2: message saying so, I know what that person told you to do and that person told you to do but now you're going to do it slightly differently again
1: but this is what I mean about simplifying it though Michael like is there an it's argument it's like muscle memory though almost isn't it yeah but is there an argument to be said for look just forget everything now and we, we operate off some really really simple principles mm. just to simplify the game and you wonder have they been told too much that's
2: mm. but then as- I almost look at someone like Rasmus Christensen who's spent a lot of time in Red Bull like you still, I know he's, he's not playing as a right-back. Well, if right back if he's
1: looking for aimless punts forward, he'll be fine.
2: <laughs> the other day, but like he still, when he plays right-back, has a tendency to pull in narrow, doesn't he, and get and get dragged in, which I don't think has been part of the plan under Gracia. But when he's played there, he still does it because it's just what he does. And I think it's hard to change really ingrained patterns of play. I know Bielsa managed to do it over the course of a pre-season and making these players do all these manoeuvres. And maybe we're going to see a, almost a reverse of that row whereas rather than focusing on attacking moves and getting patterns of play established you just go right I'm going to do the old George Graham thing and like tie fold, fold defenders together and make you all walk in a line up the pitch and do that sort of stuff if he's going to if that's his plan maybe it works I don't know I don't I, I really don't feel like this will work but equally I did not have any better ideas so <laughs> I mean that's the, fine well he's not worked for two years it was West Brom was his last
3: job mm.
1: wasn't it and that went pretty horrendously yeah it's a hail mary, whatever. Like, I mean, well, Johnny Cooper's stats, Rob. um is that at, about? The... At, yeah, at J.R. Cooper twenty six. Between Allardyce's first game in charge and the end of the twenty 2020, twenty 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 one season, West Brom completed the fewest passes, had the worst passing accuracy, played the highest percentage of long passes, and conceded the most goals in the Premier League. There's also the Johnny Cooper stat about his Allardyce's
3: record against the four remaining teams mm. we've got to play, and he's basically lost them all. Apart from he's got a decent record against Newcastle. Yeah,
2: but. I mean, I will say, looking at that West Brom squad, it was a bad team. I think most people would have taken that team down. I know know he didn't do any. I don't think he did any better or worse than Billich, particularly when he came in. But like Lee Peltier was in that team. (laughs) Mm. What can you do? Yeah, no, no, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't play much. But but that's the thing. I'm looking down the squad list now. Like of people still in the Premier League now, like Sam Johnston is still there, but not not a first choice keeper. But then you've got like Conor Gallagher was there on loan. That's really it like no one in that, it's not like he had a load of talent in that squad. Whereas you look at our squad this year and you think there's a fair chance that in a year, two years, a lot of those players
1: will still be in, in the top of division somewhere. Whereas you're looking down that squad. No.
2: So maybe you can do
1: more with it. I mean, all you need is you need a tiny amount of success. Don't you You need a very low success rate for this to have been worth it in the sense that a, we were quite obviously just in a terminal tailspin with, with Javi. That was, as you say, I, Believe that was completely unrecoverable, and you can just see it with your own eyes, could not you? it Just was not happening for whatever reason. All you need is for it to work. Probably one, one and a half games, three points, four points, or whatever in this final batch of twelve points in these four games. Was it after the Liverpool game or the Fulham game when I said are they going to sack him? And you were like, no, nah, they can't sack him. now it's too late. I, I thought they'd be. I thought they'd be in for a penny, in for a pound, and would see it out to the end of the season. But it's just reached. Well, it's reached desperation stage, isn't it? And I think, as Phil was saying yesterday, they kind of they had to do something. So, well, what can you do? You, you know, the owner's not going to sack himself, but Orta going, I think, is hugely symbolic. And then to change the manager, well, you might as well, as we were saying. It, it did feel, after Bournemouth, it felt like, uh, after it felt when we lost against, was it
3: Cardiff under Christensen? Where you just thought, yeah, it's done, is it? They're going to sack mm-hmm. him. And it's hard to disagree with it, really. But, I mean, it, I don't think it's his fault we're going to go down. And likewise, if Allardyce... Texas down it's not going to be his fault but it is like a, okay we're
2: here then let's just see what happens mm.
3: We, yeah
2: the, the pattern of it all is is wrong as I said the, it feels like the if you're going to just press the Allardyce button press it earlier I'll go for like Benitez or someone in when we get have it it felt like we went for a cheap-ish option who seemed sensible-ish but was neither here nor there well they only went for him because they couldn't hire Yeah, so they wanted to hire he was what fourth choice who was it? Was your it was Iraola slot. Who was the other Schroeder. We're well, going to Schroeder territory. Schreid, Schreid, there was, I'm sure, there was another one in the in the top three they wanted. Well, they tried Scoobs oh, Carbara, as well. And oh, yeah, as well. And then they they were, they were going to stick with
3: Scoobs yeah. until the next game, and then they watched yeah. that and thought, oh, we'll change it again. Well,
1: yeah. at the time of recording, we have just received official confirmation that Victor Orta has left Leeds United by mutual consent. Um, so we will pause the recording now um, and go away and read that story and come back and we'll do a do a separate episode to talk about. Um, about Victor Orta, then uh, thank you for joining us on this one. More fun in store this week. We'll speak to you soon. The Square Ball Podcast.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more